This is Aruna Krishnan. On this episode of Lead That Thing, I talk to Tina Paulus Kraus, leadership coach and CEO of True You Teams. Welcome to the show. Today on the show, I have Tina Paulus Kraus. She's an author, speaker, trainer, and podcast host, and an entrepreneur. Her goal is to help leaders and other high performers reach their fullest potential. With that, welcome, Tina. I'm so happy to have you on my show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So I want to get into your story, Tina. So you went from working from in corporate for 22 years to becoming an entrepreneur and owning your own company. So walk me through a little bit about that journey and tell me about what led to that change and how did you prep for it? And then we can get into your business and the purpose of that business. Yeah, I love it. Great question. So I was, I think, like so many people uh, in today's time, I grew up and uh, I like the expectation was, you know, you grow up, you go to school, you get married, you have kids and you have a career. Right. And so I was in my career 22 years in the insurance industry and I had an amazing career and uh, and I knew deep down inside that something wasn't like I wasn't happy, but I just really thought that like I was always on this like quest to get happy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was living my life. I was a workaholic work, 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 you climbing the ladder, all that good stuff. And what happened, uh, was I had a big wake up call. My daughter who was 24 years old at the time, uh, called me on a Sunday morning at 10 AM in the morning. And she said, mom, something really bad happened last night. And it was one of those calls. I mean, obviously, A, as a mom, you never want to get that call. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so what, what happened was the whole world stopped, right? My whole world stopped. And, and for the first time in my career, I took my career and I put it to the side. And um, her and I sat in our house for one full week with zero distraction. So the computer was gone, the phone mm-hmm. was gone, and it was just her and I. And we got really, really... Um, we got, we laughed, we cried, all of it. And what the, what, what the deal was, was that she was severely addicted to drugs and alcohol. And I didn't like, I knew, I knew she was in her early twenties and I knew she was partying, but I had no idea to the extent that she was, that she was in this, in Mm -hmm. this. And, and so over the course of the next week, it was a huge wake up call for me. And so at the end of that week on Friday, I watched her uh, go up the Dane County escalator with a one-way plane ticket to uh, Arizona for rehab. Okay. And I say that I sent her to drug and alcohol rehab and I sent myself to emotional rehab. Oh, wow. I was left, like I watched her walk away and I was like, okay, now what? This was happening under your nose, mom. Mm-hmm. And like, and you were not even present to what was going on. And so I started reading books. I started going to workshops. I started going to classes, getting coaches, like anything that I could do to mm-hmm. really start taking myself on because mm-hmm. inside something wasn't right. Everything on paper looked amazing, right? Mm-hmm. I had a beautiful husband and our amazing kids and a career and everything was looked on paper like it was great. And right. inside I was dying. I, I knew I wasn't happy. And so there's a lot of reckoning that I think Brene Brown calls it the reckoning, right? There's a lot of reckoning that happens as you go through that process going, mm-hmm. okay, 
what do I really want? What is my vision and where am I really going? And it was the first time in my life where I really stopped and started thinking about me. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a supporter at heart. So I do a really good job, just like many women, of taking care of everybody else in my life. <sighs> and at the end of the day, I'm like on the floor. Except know? ourselves. That's so true. It's so true. And yeah. so, yeah, it was through this journey and through this uh, self realization and self revelation and taking myself on that I was like, wait, I'm not living my purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, even though I love what I'm doing and I thought that that's what I was supposed to be doing, Mm -hmm. it's not what lights me up. And so what I realized through the perp or through the whole journey is that when I would go to workshops and when I would go to events, the coaches and the trainers that were up talking about leadership and talking about like these different ways of being, I was like, oh, that's what I get. Like that lights me up. Yeah. And so I'm still working in corporate. And one day I said, you know what? Why can't I have a retreat? I want to have a retreat in Madison. Mm -hmm. I live in Madison. And so um, I called the Goodman Center and scheduled a day and um, created a day-long retreat called Choose Happy. And 45 women showed up. Wow. And I'm going to get emotional about it, but it was like, the first, like I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And well, so then- it, at that point then, you to kind of answer your second question, at that point then I was like, okay, how do I go from where I'm at right now? Because I'm comfortable. I'm making six figures. I've got an amazing title. Right. <laughs> team. How do I go from where? Because the thought of like going from like six figures to zero figures was really, really scary. So I created a plan and executed on the plan and Today I'm two years in, mm-hmm. and uh, I, you know, I get to transform people's lives every single day, and it's the most amazing thing ever. That's so rewarding, and like I totally can relate to the having the six figures going to zero. That I think a lot of people go through that, right? Through that transition, you talked about that plan and executing on it. Like, so you're two in years into this, so. How do you feel that you've done? Have you met your expectations or has it been about let's shift this as we go along? Because we kind of go in with optimism and you sound like someone that's optimistic, especially after what you experienced with your daughter. It's kind of eye opening. It gives you that perspective and you're like, none of this other stuff really matters at the end of the day. It's about, am I doing what I should be doing? Which you, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really about shifting my own expectations of what success looks like. Mm-hmm. Like my programming told me that success looks like the more money I make, the more successful I am. Right. My programming told me the harder I work and the bigger title I have, the more successful I am. And so it was this, it was this, the journey was really about reprogramming how mm-hmm. I thought about it and what my expectations are. And right. so has it been easy in the last two years? No, not at all. Has it been rewarding? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. It's super rewarding. And that's what lights me up. And that's yeah. what, yeah, it's I, when I can trans, when I can support someone in mm-hmm. their transformation, like there's mm-hmm. no better work in the world to me. And so, yeah. um, so it ha- it's been hard. It's been exciting. It's been all of it. And mm-hmm. I can't imagine any doing anything else. That's great. And yeah. as they call it, that's that intrinsic reward is like overflowing is probably more than six figures, right? Yeah. yeah. Not yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> uh, so um, kind of moving on into like the business. Um, tell me a little bit about the business, the purpose and like, who are your typical clients that come to, to come to you seeking your help? Yeah. And so that has also evolved over the two years. When I first uh, made the leap from corporate, I was working with high performing women. 
that were in corporate that were in kind of the same spot as I was, right? Mm -hmm. Like super powerful women that are driven, that can achieve anything that they want, and they're held back by their programming. And, and so I was really doing that. The name of my business was True You at that time. Uh, and it was really about helping women find their true authentic self and then be able to live that true authentic self. And in amazing, amazing work. And over the course of the last two years, our world, especially like even in the last six months, right? everything has changed. Mm -hmm. Everything has changed. And so I was doing, I was, I was having one-on-one client meetings. I was, you know, so it was very, I was having, um, retreats and workshops, all live in-person kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. I had the opportunity through COVID, especially that I've gotten to reinvent everything to really create the online space. Like I had in the physical space, Mm -hmm. what's happened in how I've transitioned the business is, I still work with high-performing women, but today I go into, I'm back into corporate America working with teams of people. Mm-hmm. And so in my business, I've, re, I've, um, I've rebranded into True You Teams. And, and really it's about going into a team of people, especially now with COVID, everybody's working remotely and not everybody gets how to, rem- how do I keep the same yeah. connection with you and I when right. we're not physically in the same space? Mm-hmm. And And so I've had some experience with that over the last couple of months. And I'm telling you that like we can create anything that we want online. Oh, yeah. In person, things can like transformation can happen online as well. And so today I work with teams of people who are, um, you know, unhealthy, trying to get healthy and unhealthy can do lots of different things. Maybe there's conflict in the team. Maybe there's judgment on the team. Maybe, but they don't understand the vision. Maybe Mm -hmm. um, they're trying to create a strategy, whatever that is. But my role going into a team of people is to really support the leader as Mm -hmm. the leader reinvents how the team works, reinvents Mm -hmm. how the team um, you know, thinks and talks and, and works with each other and keeps the connection and the engagement and all that kind of stuff. Cause we're in a new world right? We're in a new right. World and, and we get to help each other figure out what that new world looks like. Right. That's a pretty tall order, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so in that, in that job or in that journey, like with the leader to transform teams, what have you come across to be the most common misconception amongst leadership? Mm, I think the biggest misconception with leadership, it's, it's the word itself. So especially for people who have been in like business or corporate, you know, when we say leadership, I think a lot of times people think I automatically have to have a title in order to fit into that leadership definition and what that looks like. And mm-hmm. Leadership starts with self-leadership. Yeah. It totally starts with self-leadership. And the better I can be at being the best leader of myself, the better I'm going to be leading other people. Because what happens on teams is you've got, you know, on unhealthy teams, you've got competition, you've got comparison, you've got Mm -hmm. judgment, you've got conflict, which is just normal. And there are ways to really help the leader not only uh, not only become the best self-leader of themselves possible, but also then develop their team to be that as well. And as you, when that's the focus versus the results being the focus, which is what happens in teams a lot, mm-hmm. we're focused on the result and we're forgetting about the actions and the behaviors that get us there. Right. And so the difference, especially as we head into the future of work, the difference is 
the leadership mindset, the leader's mindset of if I don't like, I get that the results are important. Mm -hmm. And if I develop myself and my people, those results are going to come and they're going to come easier and they're going to come way faster and there's going to be more engagement and it's going to make my job a lot easier. So it's just really bringing that mindset into business that we've been doing it backwards for a long, long time. Yeah, no, that's good. And I, I think that's powerful. And I don't think there's I, I get, there's not any specific training other than coaches like you that will bring that to leaders. So it's why it's my mission. So yeah. my mission is to bring the leadership mindset into corporate. Yeah. No, that's that's, that, that's really good. And kind of going back to something that you said where you don't need a title to be a leader. So even bringing it down to the team level, it's about knowing that you can influence even without that title. Cause I think a lot of people miss that point, mm-hmm. you know, thinking that I really can't do it. It's like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not at that pay grade. So is that something you address too with teams? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, all the time, all yeah. the time. Because what holds, what holds them back is the mindset that there's this hierarchy. Right. And the fact that maybe they're not, their growth or their um, skill set, they don't know how to have that conversation or they don't know how to lead in those situations. Mm-hmm. So again, it's about when you rise that person up as a leader within themselves, so you rise up their confidence and mm-hmm. now, you know, you rise up how they speak and what that language is and how mm-hmm. they're, you know, managing their thoughts and all that kind of stuff. When you do that individually, yeah. Like the collective, it happens as a collective. I always say, imagine if the world, imagine if every person in the world was able to, in school, like before mm-hmm. we even become adults, but in school really understand that we are all leaders. Yes. And what being a leader really means. And it starts with yourself. Like imagine what our world would look like if right. we that in school. Right. And just adding here, I have... For the next couple of shows, just on that point, I'm inviting three students that have been amazing leaders through their journey in high school and college, just to kind of drive that point home that we're, we, I think we forget, and maybe the younger generation is getting better at this and the school system is encouraging it, but we forget that leadership really starts in those at, at, from high school or even be, before that, right? Right. Yeah. And here's, so here's the key to all of it. So, so between zero and eight, yeah, the experiences that we have between age zero and eight shape the rest of our life. We carry those experiences throughout mm-hmm. our life. That, so when I say programming, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. So we're mm-hmm. programmed from zero to eight by our family, by our your teachers, by you know extended family, by everything that happens. And so if you're in a toxic household yeah. or or a school system or whatever it is, like you're going to carry that throughout life. And if there, and if at some point when you get to that high school leadership, kind of where Mm -hmm. we're at, we we can't get into the leadership because we're still bringing all the, all the baggage Baggage, behind. So part of when I'm coaching somebody, the very first thing that we start with in coaching is, okay, what baggage do you have? Like, what are you carrying with you that you get to let go so that you can really rise into your leadership? Yeah. That, that's so true. And I was talking to someone yesterday, incidentally, about, you know, this journey of self-discovery, like discover yourself, who you really are, and then embracing it and then just being you. Because once you're ready to be you, it's okay, I've left all this baggage behind, doesn't matter. I'm going to be me because I know what I am. I know what my strengths are. And, and you know, starting with that exploration is, is, is 
perfect is perfect because then some people may not even realize why they are where they are. Totally. Because we're sleeping as a society, we're sleeping. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. And it's exactly why I named my business true you and true you teams, because when Mm -hmm. we, when we can let go of the programming and tap into who we authentically are and then just be like, Mm -hmm. be that person, right? Because that's what happens. We're scared to be our authentic selves. We're scared (sighs) of judgment. We're scared of comparison. We're scared to talk about us, whatever those scares are. Yeah. But like when we can just get down to who we really are and live that authentically, mm-hmm. God, it opens up the whole world. It, it's liberating. I yeah. completely it's agree liberating. with that. So, so I want to ask you then, so we do this sort of transformation of the leadership mindset, get the teams all set. How do you incent both the leaders and the teams beyond your engagement? Say Tina walks out the door how do you know that things, how do you put something in place so you know that things are not going to fall apart once you walk out? Such a good question. And it's such a, it's such a, it's a training thing, right? So training up until now in corporate, corporate does a really good job of having leadership areas and leadership training, and it's a checkoff. So go to this leadership program. We check it off. We do nothing with it. Nothing happens. Nothing changes. Check it off. Check it off. Check it off. And so how what how I how I like combat that? I don't I don't like that word, but like yeah. how I get around that is that it's not just a one day training. So there's right. coaching on the front end. There's coaching on the back end because ninety percent of it is about follow up and accountability on the back end. So if I'm mm-hmm. a leader of a team. And I have a coach or a trainer that comes in and works with my team and everybody's engaged and everybody now has the expectations and, you know, they're, everybody's excited about what our plan is and where we're going to go. 90% of the time, if there's no follow-up on the back end, nothing ever happens. It just stays the right. same. The old past programming is so strong. Yeah. And so the important thing of it is I include in my products, like there's back-end coaching and it's different depending on who, what team I'm coaching, but I may meet with that leader two or three times four or five times after the actual training of the team, because now yeah. we get to rise that leader up in their leadership. How are you following up? Yeah. What, you know, and making sure that they're following up and holding people accountable yeah. and having the conversations and, and, you know, having the team connection, the team meetings and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because just like on a personal level, you go to training and you get really excited. And most of the time we walk away and we do nothing. With <laughs> Unless we apply it, we forget it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, so that's kind of, it's, it's not a training is not a one and done thing. Growth and transformation is not a one and done thing. It's constant, constant, constant. And it's about intention and you know, and knowing your vision, what you really want. Right. And I bet right. I, my guess is that there's probably 90% of the population that they don't know what the vision is. And right. that's awesome. That's when you get to like hire a coach or hire somebody to help you figure out what your vision is mm-hmm. and then help you actually attain it. Right. Right. No, that's good. I think accountability is a big thing. And if you're able to build that into your service, then it sets them up for success as well. And, and you're doing the teams. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the teams that really feel the effect of good or bad leadership, right? So you're doing them a yeah. great favor. Yeah. And there's a, I, I, I can't pull the percentage off of my, out of my yeah. head right now, but there's a percentage. Like, I think it's like 65% of the time when somebody leaves a job, it's because of the leader. Right. And, and the sad thing about that is that yeah. when like leadership 
Development is one of the first things that companies cut. Training is one of the first things companies cut when budgets get tight. Mm-hmm. And it's so backwards because if they double down on mm-hmm. leadership development, it will change the course of their business. Yeah. It just- it's a gift that keeps on giving, if you <laughs> right? Yes, when done, when done in the right way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so being that you work with these teams and these high performers, so just for the benefit of the audience, so there's high performance performers out there saying, Tina, what advice would you have for me to reach my full potential? What would you say to them? I would say if you're a high performer, stop feeling like you have to do it yourself. And I'm looking in the mirror when I say that because for 45 years of my life, um, again, the programming, I was taught when I ask for help, when I ask for support, I am weak. I should be able to do this on my own. You should be independent, right? This is the programming that mm-hmm. gets in our head. And, and we don't have to do it on our own. In fact, mm-hmm. you shouldn't do it on your own. There's so much value in support and asking for diverse opinions and just reaching out for support and getting connected with people. Um, that's the advice I would give them. I get that you think you have to do it on your own. Um, it's a hard road when you try and do it on your own, no matter how successful or how high performing you are. Mm-hmm. It's a so- hard road when you try and do it on your own. So what are the channels of that support? Is it mentorship and it's coaches like you? What would you say? I think it depends on the person. You know, I, I didn't start out with a coach. I started out reading books. I started out mm-hmm. on getting curious. I started out just listening and learning. And that's, that's where we're at right now with Black Lives Matter too, yeah. right? Like, like in the beginning of a journey, if you're trying to figure out where to go, just listen and learn. And so as I listen, it was almost like a process and I'm a huge process geek, but it was a process because as I mm-hmm. listened and learned, I went, oh, I like that. I want more. Yeah. And then I reached out to somebody else and then, oh, I want more. And yeah. then I, I signed up for a workshop and then, oh, I want more. So it was like, there was a lot that led up to me going, oh, I get it. I need a coach to help, to support as I move forward, because my programming was so strong that mm-hmm. I have these great ideas and then I don't follow through on them or I'll, you know, put something in motion and then I let it go. And right. so what the coaching did, the training and the workshops and all that, and the books, all that helped me like understand what need, what got to change and like where my mindset was and how mm-hmm. I related to all that. The coaching helped me implement it and put mm-hmm. it in place. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So a little bit of self-reflection on where you're at and then having that guide, you know, whether it's, and sometimes it could be a spiritual guide or a life guide. And in this case, it's your, your leadership guide, career guide, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've, you know, it's, it's really who you connect with. And Mm -hmm. um, I've had coaches before where I was like, okay, this is not the coach for me and that's okay. Um, It has to be somebody that is going to be able to push you. I mean, I needed, my coaches push me and I'm like, ah, sometimes with them, you know, Right. I, I trust that they love me. I know that they love me and that they only want the best for me and that they see me as my highest self. Right. And all they're trying to do is get me to close the gap. Yeah. That's all. That's all a coach does is how they see you at your highest and then they help you and support you as you close the gap. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. And I think that's great advice. Um, So now you also have a leadership podcast, Tina. It's called Your Leadership Legacy. Tell us about that and what do you cover on that podcast? Yeah. So um, I've done two seasons. I'm on my third season right now of Your Leadership Legacy. Uh, 
I named it your leadership legacy because it is like we were talking about the self leadership. We are all leaders. How we, you know, how we use our leadership determines how well of a leader we are, how good of a leader we are. But um, it's all about every, the reason I named it legacy was because every action that we take, every move that we take is creating our reality. Every word that we say, Mm. every thought that we have, it's all creating our reality. And our reality is what creates our legacy. And so the way I talk about it with people is like at the end of the day, when people are standing and looking at your gravestone, what are the three words you want on that gravestone? Mm -hmm. And what does that legacy look like? And the way I was living my life up until I was 45 years old, I didn't like the words that were going to be on that gravestone, you know, a workaholic (laughs) would have been the top one, you know, (laughs) self-absorbed would have been the second one. And so when I thought about it like that, I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow. Like, so how can, so what the podcast is really about is it's really to help, to help people understand that like you're building your legacy right now, whether you think you are or you're not all building our legacy. And we only have a certain number of days to do that. And Mm -hmm. so I sat on the couch and watched TV and ate Cheetos for the first 45 (laughs) years of my life, not building the legacy that I knew I really wanted to build. So um, yeah, your leadership legacy, I interview leaders uh, that are creating legacies worth living. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, we, we get deep and we talk about fun stuff very similar to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's nice. And I, I think the more we listen to podcasts like that, I think it's inspirational, right? It just keeps spreading and it, in effect, I think we're both hoping we create bigger leaders or help them realize that we need more leaders to step up that have it fully in them, but mm-hmm. maybe just haven't realized it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, as you rise in your leadership, you realize that, you know, you let go of comparison and you let mm-hmm. go of being right. And as you rise in your leadership, you let go of judgment. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'm like, I'm at where we're at in our world right now with COVID, with Black Lives Matter, um, all of it. And we're in judgment. Like the world is in judgment right mm-hmm. now. We're, we're mm-hmm. tr- everybody's trying to be right about whatever it is that they're trying yeah. to be right about. And imagine if we all had the leadership skills to just go, okay, let's step back and let's figure out what our new yeah. way is. Right. Instead of everybody trying to be right. Right. <laughs> Come together and work towards a solution. Right. Yeah. 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 Instead of just digging in our heels and saying, nope, I'm right. You're wrong. Exactly. I mean, that's not going to move us forward. Right. Exactly. I want to give you a chance to talk about you. And I think you said you have a gift for the listeners. So go ahead. Absolutely. So, um, so my website is trueuteams.com. So T-R-U-E-Y-O-U-T-E-A-M-S, trueuteams.com. And I have a link out there for, um, for a free gift and it's, it's about teamwork. So true you teams, what does it look like to be a team? Like, especially in a remote world. Uh, how can, and it just talks a little bit, it's for leaders and it talks about how with everything going on in today's world, how can not only you rise up in your leadership, but how can you bring your team along with you in, in doing that, even in a remote world? And so, yeah, it just is a, it's a little ebook that talks about that. Okay, guys, get, go out to trueuteams.com and check out that book. This was such a pleasure, Tina. I'm so glad we had the opportunity to talk and I think you're doing great work. Thank you again for being on the show. Absolutely, thank you.